This podcast is brought to you by On Track Studio. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Taylor Lee podcast. I'm an online coach and mentor to business owners scaling in the online space through strategy, mindset, and energetic work. I'm so excited to finally bring you this podcast where you can expect elevated conscious conversations diving into topics surrounding my life, business, mindset, energetics, money, conscious connections, as well as thought-provoking conversations. So my intention for this podcast is to incorporate a blend of solo episodes along with interviewing guests from diverse backgrounds. If this content is something you, you would like to hear more of, you can connect with me over on Instagram at Taylor Lee Coaching. Okay. Hello, India. I'm so excited to have you on the podcast. Welcome. I'm so excited to be here. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Um, I would love before we dive into everything for you to just give the listeners a bit of background about who you are and and what you do and just like who is India Vine. (laughs) Who is India Vine? Okay. So the current iteration and evolution of India Vine is a business coach and mentor And in that, I'm very heavily focused on energetics, mindset and strategy. Like I I don't see, I I see everything as strategy as as you'll hear, I'm sure in this conversation. But yeah, my current evolution of where I'm at is business coaching and mentoring for a lot of online service providers, coaches, PTs, all of those things. And how I've kind of got here was from doing, you know, a lot of mindset coaching, a lot of manifestation coaching, a lot of podcasting, a lot of just like being in the realm of personal development and then shifting that into a business focus because it just made sense. I would love to know your journey, like in terms of going from manifestation, mindset coaching, what was the main thing for you that like wanted, like what was the the reason for the pivot, if you will? Like obviously it's a natural kind of evolution when you, you've obviously built the business that you have and then people kind of like like how the fuck did you do it like tell me all of the things but was there something that just happened that it was like yeah these are the conversations I want to have now I'd love to know about that kind of moment where that you wanted to evolve into becoming more of a business coach and mentor yeah so this kind of happened I'd say like midway through last year I I noticed that one a lot of the people that were coming into my world had businesses already so it was kind of doing it itself but then I'd say like what tended to happen is like, I literally saw and felt, it was a very felt experience. Like I felt my zone of genius come online. It was like the strangest thing. It was like, all of a sudden things that I'd been trying to articulate and, and express in myself and, you know, even processes and and pieces of content. It's like, as soon as I put it into a business lens, it was like, I could not be stopped. It was like this, it was almost like this tap, like was turned on. And it was really interesting, like for a lot of the time when I was doing mindset manifestation coaching, I loved it, but I wanted, I wanted more of something that it's like, we have a goal, we're building something rather than just like this ambiguous, ambiguous thing. But, but what I would say is like, I'm still mindset and manifestation coaching. We're just doing it in a business context. And, and to be honest, like I didn't necessarily need to pivot, but, but for me, it was actually this thing of, I actually started to feel out of integrity doing mindset coaching and manifestation coaching without a business context in it, because I, I could feel the difference in my frequency of, of showing up to a conversation that was just mindset in a, in an ambiguous way and doing it in a biz, business setting. So it wasn't necessarily like 
this thing where it was like, oh, I've built this business and now I'm coaching on this because like that just makes sense. It was more like I actually can't charge for mindset and manifestation coaching on its own because my zone of genius wasn't online when I was doing it. And and when you feel that within yourself, it's like it's undeniable. It You cannot like it doesn't really even like maybe the logistics and things didn't even make sense. And and there was that part of my brain that was questioning, like, am I allowed to do this? Is this like, and it was very much a giving myself permission moment. And it was just, and, and it, to me, it was like, well, I either do this or I stop doing business because it's the other, to, to not do it and to deny that part of me that came online when I started doing it, that was the part that didn't make sense. So logistically, maybe things didn't make sense. And and, and to be honest, my background before coaching, like I was in my family business. I, I, we built like my, my family business is a big brand and, and I've been in the design and the creatives and all of that for a very long time. And also the business side of it. Then I got into coaching and it was like, it was like one of those serendipitous moments where you realize your whole life has been getting you to that point. Like it was like everything made sense. And it was like, okay, we're here now. And to me, it's just like, you cannot shut me up about business. Like I can talk underwater. I can talk underwater anyway, but I can talk underwater about business like all day, every day. So for me, it wasn't necessarily this like, oh, I built this thing now. Like that makes sense. I better like now that's where I'm valuable. I could still do mindset and manifestation coaching and be boss at it. But at the same time, it was like, I have to follow the thing that it's not even a thing that makes sense. It's a thing that like, this is where I come alive because to me, I hold a very high standard for myself of following the feeling, following the intuition and, and really following the excitement. And that's where it was. And, and that's where I knew like, I have to pivot because it actually felt probably like semi out of integrity not to do that. Yeah. Yeah. No, I love that. And I love how similar our journeys are. And we've obviously spoken about that, like family business and all of the things. I would love to know, like to go back on the manifestation piece, because I feel like this is like just such a big, like a core part of you. What does manifestation mean to you? I would love like your definition on it. Like I think initially when I got into personal development, it was like make the vision board and like, you know, visualize all the things like, but I now know that that's not necessarily it. Obviously those parts contribute, but I would love your perspective on what manifestation means to you, especially now with like your journey in the business that you've built. Mm -hmm. This is such a good question. And it's funny, like I've never made a vision board in my life. Mm. Right. I've manifest, I've done coaching. I've done podcasting. I've done all of the things like maybe I played around with it, but it was like never this thing that I'm like sitting down once a month and like holding my crystals in the new moon and doing my video. Like that's not what I'm playing in. I'm playing in like practical embodied manifestation. And that's very much how I do Like that's the lens of everything I do, but it's also got this undercurrent, which I don't think a lot of people probably feel from me unless they come into my world, it's also got this pretty deep undercurrent. Like it's quantum energetics. It's being an energetic match. It's making big, bold moves that match where you're choosing to go. But it's also this current, like this undercurrent that's very feminine of like trust, faith, surrender, being supported by a higher power, trusting your intuition, trusting that, are you going to, are you going to show up and do the thing? Are you in a co-creation? Yes, but you are in a co-creation. And I think the thing where my realm of manifestation kind of lands is a lot of people do the manifesting thing in this way that their power is outside of themselves. And, you know, they're pulling tarot cards to see if they get to have the thing and if they've been a good little girl and like they've done enough and now they get to like have the success. Right. And they're like looking for the signs and the symbols and like, look, I've dabbled and played in all of those things, but it's never been this thing of like, 
and I don't get to have it if, if you know, everything wasn't aligned and all that stuff. Cause it's like, that to me is, is, it's very, it, it's very like patriarchy society conditioning, like weird daddy shit playing out in the universe. But for me, it's like, it's this co-creation, right? I show up, I do my part. I follow the feeling. I follow the nudge. I get myself in the rooms where it would make sense that I'd energetically match the things, right? But there's also this undercurrent. I, I think that's like the, the part that people talk about a lot, right? Making the big bold moves, doing the things that make sense, meeting your edges, you know, taking action, which is it's a big thing I talk about, taking action with the symbolism of where you're choosing to go rather than where you are right now. And there's this feminine layer of like actually being able to receive actually being able to surrender, actually being able to trust, actually being able to play in a bit of delusion and, and play in a bit of obnoxious confidence in the in the realm of like, you don't even necessarily need it validated in that moment to know that you are supported, to know that things are working out in ways that you could never imagine. A lot of people actually really struggle with that part. They'll meet their edges, they'll show up and do the thing, but they'll stop there. They can't play in the realm of like, actually sitting back and receiving actually being supported in their journeys and and trusting like if you need to be in a room in order to get where you need to go you'll be in that room but it's also your job to show up and get yourself in that room if you need to have a conversation you'll have a conversation but it's also your job to make sure that it maybe the conversation's hard but you're meeting that edge so it's always this like manifestation to me is a co-creation it's like the universe will meet you halfway but you have to meet it the other way and then the layer of like and it's always working mm, yeah yeah I love that and I remember a conversation that we had in your mastermind was around like it's not this all universe it's an and universe where you get to have both and that's just like stuck with me ever since you said it I would love to go into the conversation around receiving and like you know in relation to manifestation I want to move the conversation to money and energetics surrounding that mm. with receiving what do you think like the biggest like I'm going to say the word like cock block is for people when it is, when it comes to receiving where it's like, I'm doing all of the things and like, they just don't feel comfortable with receiving. What is like, as a coach, do you see that plays out the most for people? That's like almost the block of receiving, if that makes sense. I'd say not even giving space to receive. Mm. And what I mean by that is like, even constantly checking that it's working. Mm. right and I'm using I'm on a podcast but I'm using air quotations because it's like that's what people do they're like I'll do all the things I'll do all the things oh I had that mindset that day let's see if you know money shows up today and it's like they're doing the mindset and then going checking if it's working they're they're taking something on board for a day going and seeing if they'll sell once and go and see oh did that work oh no one bought today it didn't work and it's like this short-term gratification thing where it's like they actually can't get into the next level of embodiment, right? Which is like nothing's happening in a 24-hour mindset. Yeah. Nothing is happening in a – nothing is happening. You get off a masterclass and you're like thinking positive, like you're in this activated state, beautiful, and like consistent, sustainable success is an embodiment piece. And a lot of people never get to embodiment because like there is this level that conditioning plays out. I have to do more. I have to be more. I have to go and work on myself harder. And it's like – we're almost at this point where I think a lot of like masculine energy comes through with a lot of perfectionism, a lot of do more means I get to have more. And it's a very, I think a lot of people really struggle with actually just sitting back and receiving with actually sitting and being with themselves. Like, I don't think you can have the manifestation conversation 
without having a layer of like, what's your relationship like with yourself, mm. right? What's your relationship like with the, the life that you think you deserve and not in your vision board, but in how you're actually living your life, what you're entertaining, things like that. And it's, I, I truly believe that receiving is not this really hard thing to do. We practice it all day, every day. It's also, I don't believe in energetic blocks. I believe energetic blocks are like fairy floss. You All you have to do is pay attention to them like show up a little bit differently and they dissolve. But I actually don't believe that one, I believe people make it very complicated and mm. oh, I, I have a thing with receiving and now I can't receive. And it's like, I don't play into that. It's like, cool. How can I strengthen that? How can I sit with myself a little bit more? How can I create a little bit more space? How can I go and sell my offer and go for a fucking walk? Like go and buy yourself a almond latte and sit at the park rather than like, I sold the offer. Is it working? Is it? Uh, uh, uh? And it's like, to me, you are you are an embodiment of whether you can receive or not based off of like, you do the thing, what happens after you do the thing? Mm, yeah, this is such a good conversation. I was having a conversation with a client about this with like sales and, and energetics. And it's something I integrated from working with you is like, it feels wrong to sell something and then go and live your life and like just do fun things and like go away on a trip or like whatever it might be. It's like, oh, this is wrong. I need to be working. Like I need to be grinding, like all of the stories. And then like you do the thing and you actually take a step back and you receive and it's like, oh, like I'm getting set. Like, where did it come from? And then you kind of almost search to like make it wrong. And it's like, what did I do? There had to be something that I did. But it's like, no, Taylor, you actually just took a moment and allowed the thing to happen for you like I feel like a lot of people listening might might be like oh that's like bull or whatever but it's one of the things that you almost just need evidence of just doing the thing and like you said just holding the energy if you will of like what actually happens when you just take a step back and just like don't feel the need to be in control 24 7 yeah 100% and and the thing is is like if we're playing in the realm of energetics we're playing in both feminine and masculine dynamics Mm. the masculine we know the masculine is the one that gives whether you're selling something, whether you're like, whether you are with an, with a client, with all of like doing all of that, you're in giving mode. You literally don't have space or energetic capacity to receive when you're in that space all the time. And it's like, I don't even want to play into that. It's a self-worth thing that you like can't sit back. It's just like a literally, if it's uncomfortable to sit back and receive, expand your capacity to do that, mm-hmm. right? Expand your capacity. To me, it's like, I think you know, I'm, I'm really discerning not to contribute to limitation around like energetic blocks and around, cause I think, you know, this industry can contribute to problem energy a lot. And, and it's not like that. It's like, Oh, I noticed that like shit comes up for me when I go and sell my offer. And instead of sitting there and doing more work, I'm going, you know, to the shops with my friends and getting a coffee or whatever it is. And it's like, cool. Can you sit with that? Cause if you can sit with that discomfort, that's not, oh, I can't receive because it's uncomfortable. You sat in it, you held it. That's expanding your capacity to receive. Totally. I even remember when I was like dating at the start of last year, like going on a date with someone and then paying for the dinner was so uncomfortable for me because it was like this concept of self, like I'm independent, I've got me and like I didn't want to receive. So it's like no wonder that I couldn't receive a bloody sale in my business because I was like, no, 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 like I'm fine. I don't need anyone. Like it was that kind of energy. So I think it's a huge thing to integrate into business, into life, whatever it might be. If you're single and dating, if that you're sa- like doing sales in business, like it's so powerful. A hundred percent. Like the thing is with the, the piece around receiving, as you just said, it literally plays out everywhere, mm. everywhere. And like, it, it's such a basic level of conversation that I'll bring in, but basic doesn't mean that it's not powerful. I, I have had times 
where I could not receive a compliment. Like I could not receive a fucking compliment. I'd get, I'd get, you know, messages about a, like a program that I did or an offer I did or a piece of content or even about myself and, and somehow find a way to reject that thing or somehow find a way to deflect from it. You know, your hair looks beautiful. Oh, what this? Like I just washed it. Like, do you know what I mean? That, that thing that we do because it's like we want to diminish our power. There's this, there's also the part that plays out that like we're, we're not taught to connect or to receive love through things being good, through things being positive. And I think the part where people really struggle with, you know, being able to sit back and and work on their business or do their offers is actually the part where they're actually terrified that they're going to be perceived lazy. They're going to like all of this shit plays out. Right. And I have had my own iterations of this where it's like, it's so wild that this, that this would happen, but it's like, I've had my own iterations where I would be like doing something in my business. Right. Or I like, I'd be done for the day and my partner would call me and they'd be like, you know, what are you up to? What are you doing? And my brain went straight to like, I'm like, let's say I'm at the shops, I'm shopping. Oh, I'm, I'm at, I'm at the shops, but I'm grocery shopping for the kids and I'm doing this thing and I'm doing that thing. And it's like, there's this part where we're terrified of people witnessing us in things being that good. We're terrified of people witnessing us in like when I ask, I ask, uh, I used to ask this on my podcast a lot. I used to say, when was the last time you answered the phone and someone said, how are you? And you didn't just say like, oh, I'm busy or find scan your life in a, in a millisecond to find some kind of problem or I'm really good. Things are going really well. Oh, and, and, oh, that thing happened. Um, you know, I broke my toe last week. Like it's like this capacity for things to be good and then, then not diminish that because it makes other people who have still got their shit going on with their ability to, and, and their capacity for things to be good, like not dimming that down because people can't sit with it. And it, and it's that whole piece of like, we connect through pain. We connect through hard work. We connect through, I've done this, I've done that. So what happens when your partner calls you, you've actually done all your work for the day. There's nothing to do. So you take yourself out and you can't sit in that because, oh, but they're working hard. Oh, but what, they, what would they think of me then? Like all of this shit comes up because the, the, at the deepest level, we're not conditioned to actually connect through love, to connect through things being good, to connect through pleasure, to connect through celebration, to connect through milestones, to connect through all of these beautiful things. So a lot of the time, expanding our capacity to receive is expanding our ability to be witnessed, right? To take up space in our bigness, in our pleasure, in our, you know, celebrations and all of the things. Like it's, it's doing the work of like, yes, doing the receiving, actually creating space to receive, receiving compliments, receiving gifts, all of those beautiful things. And what happens when things are really good? How quickly do you want to turn the light down on that? Yeah. Yeah. And looking for something to be wrong because that's where it's like relatable and it's more comfortable to like almost like try and be in this like fixing energy of like, what's wrong? Like, it's so true. Like I loved it that the conversation went there. Like conversations aren't relatable when it's like, yeah, my day was great. I worked like three hours, maybe like had a really good client call and now I'm at the shops. Like it's so true. You, You just like, and it's like almost that fear of like, what if I'm not liked and what if I'm rejected and like all of the things like we want to stay relatable and we're conditioned to fit in that box of like yeah nine to five shit and and all of the things it's a huge thing I've had to navigate moving into business is like 
oh, and it's been easier because I've had people around me that are in this industry, but it's like, yeah, my partner comes home and it's, he's worked a 10 hour day and he's like, fuck. I'm like, yeah, my day was exhausting too. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Actually a really beautiful, it's, it's really beautiful that you mentioned that because I just obviously brought in the conversation of like, you know, even this time last year of, of almost manipulating how I was being received by others in, in how good things actually were and making sure that, you know, that wasn't too much, that wasn't too uncomfortable. And I did a lot of work, like a lot of concept of self-work, a lot of shadow work, a lot of ego work. And actually just yesterday, I think, yeah, yesterday I, I spent like three hours with a beautiful new girlfriend that I've connected with. And we just had like literally the most expansive conversations. We're walking around. Actually what we did, we, we were, we were in a um, suburb nearby and we just went to this suburb that just has like the most beautiful houses in the world. And we were literally just in like this, like insane fuck off wealth frequency, just being like, look at these houses and just like taking them in. Like that was my work for the day was walking around streets with like massive mansions and just like admiring the beauty in them. And my partner called me just after that. He's like, what are you doing? And I was like, oh, like, and and I just told him those exact things. And he's like, his literal words were something along the lines of like, you've created this life and I'm so glad you're living it. Mm. And isn't it funny? That's the same person that like 12 months ago, I would have been so unbelievably uncomfortable that he couldn't hold me in how good things were. And, And I'd manipulate like, oh, like, what if I say this, right? And then he gets home and wants me to do all of the stuff in the kitchen and wants me to do all of the stuff because, like, oh, I had an easy day here. Like, there was all of that going on. And it's so funny how our mind will construct that of people that they can't hold us and then you give them the opportunity to and you allow them to expand by your own energy by actually doing that work and and showing up and being big and being bold and, and being an expander for others. And isn't it beautiful, like, 12 months later, I'm on the phone to him and he's, he's actually the one reflecting to me being like, I, like, I'm so glad you're receiving that so deeply. Mm, yeah. That's so special. And just so cool to witness how that people like they naturally meet you in it. Like it's, it's so true. And sometimes there is like a little delay in that, but if you're constantly leading, like they just meet you in it. I would love to like pivot the conversation as you were speaking to being in the frequency of wealth and all of the things. Something I hear you say a lot of um, is like being an energetic match for something. And I want to speak specifically to wealth. What does it mean to you to like be an energetic match for wealth when you speak to attracting more money into your life and just like the energetics and frequency surrounding money. And, um, I know another thing you say, like how that money's neutral. Like I would love you to just like riff on whatever comes to mind as I say those things. Cause I know you could riff on like money and energetics for days. Um, but yeah, just as I speak to those things, I would love you to just, yeah, share your wealth of knowledge in that. This is so good. My nickname is literally money bags because <laughs> my money riffs are so good. Uh, okay. So where am I going to take this? So I feel like what you said, I don't play in the realm that like wealth frequency is this thing that like you have to get on board with. Do you know what I mean? I I feel like a lot of people get the whole energetics and frequency thing wrong where they think it's something outside of themselves. Actually it's who you be in the moment. So what I mean by that is, as, as you mentioned that money is neutral, money is a neutral resource. Energy is neutral, not just money is neutral. Energy is neutral. And it's also, because energy is neutral, it's also influenced by the person that is influencing the energy, right? Mm -hmm. So essentially money is influenced by the person that is showing up with it. So I actually see wealth dynamics 
money, energetics, all of those things, I actually see that every single person on this planet is in a relationship with money, Mm. right? It's how I teach it. It's how I, it's how I show up to it in my own world. It's how I've seen my money world blow up in ways that just would blow people's minds from actually starting to look at this relationship in my life as a relationship, as an, I would say, I would go as far as to say, just as deeply as I look at my own intimate relationships and, and really look at how you're showing up to that relationship. A lot of people, when they look at their relationship with money as a pretty negative thing. And, and I don't just mean in the realm of like how we're conditioned to be about it and money is evil and like, you know, all of the shit that we watched when we were children of, of steal from the rich, give to the poor, like that shit is conditioned all day, every day. Mm. There's that layer, but also how that plays out on a very tangible level is like, if I ask a lot of people, if I, if I sat down a lot of people in a room and asked them, when was the last time they actually just sat with their bank account or sat in the energetics of money and, and, or talked about it, right. Or maybe actually started to think about like, how much money do I actually need to be bringing in? How much money do I need in my world to be an overflow? Like a lot of people don't even have the capacity to sit with money. Mm. Right? or they want to get rid of it and, and they play out all, all of these weird patterns because they haven't built a capacity. And I, I really want to preface built a capacity because I don't think anyone naturally has this just because of when it comes to money, it, it's, it doesn't even matter the childhood experiences that you had. Society conditioning is so, it's everywhere when it comes to money. And the majority of people have no capacity to even sit with it. And then I ask people, why on earth would you attract it if you have no capacity to sit with it? If you don't know who you are when money lands in your account and you're completely unconscious of that and, and you don't know what happens when money is in your world, I will say to you, your unconscious will go out of its way to make sure money doesn't land in your world or you'll get rid of it. If one, you feel unsafe. If two, you feel like you still hold negative things towards money. If three, you feel like people are judging you for it and all of those things, but also If you are someone who your identity is, I'm not very good with money. I play in avoidance with it. I I don't really know what happens when money is in my world. Like if you're in that flaky energy with it, I will say like, you're not going to attract it because our unconscious mind, like it, yes, we're playing in energetics, but the, the conversation between like weird manifestation where it's like, oh, I just like found a dollar on the ground. Like that's not the shit we're playing in we're playing in like literal wealth frequency and it's like to me you're not an energetic match for wealth if you don't land in the identity of like money lands in my account and I feel really good or if we want to take the take the conversation way further which is a much more I guess progressed level of this and I wouldn't say that people would need to start here but I'd even I'd even get people to check in in the role that money is currently playing in their world. If if you're power, if you're powerful because money is in your world and then your power is not there because money is not in your world, that's something to look at, right? If your momentum comes because money, like money's dipped, oh shit, money's dipped, better show up to my business. Like if money's playing a role, don't expect to be in wealth frequency. If you're avoidant with money, don't expect to be in wealth frequency. If you're projecting onto other people who have big success and and how they spend their money, don't expect to have wealth frequency because all of these things are actually influencing the energy and the dynamics of money. So I'd say, yes, it's neutral, but you also get to influence it. So for me, to to wrap this up in in a very tangible way that people can actually go like, oh, interesting. For me, money is the most supportive resource in my life. Mm. 
I don't wobble in my business. I don't, I don't worry if I'm, if I'm having a dip, if I'm having an ebb flow, whatever it is, because money shows up for me. It's there for my highest good. I know it is. It always will be. It never hasn't been. I've invested amounts of money in myself that would make people's heads blow up and I'm completely neutral in it because I actually see that that money is paid through me because money supports my highest good. Will I show up and do my part? Will I sell underwater? Will I fucking create content till the cows come home? I will do my part, but also money, like money wants to be in my world. And I would say I'm someone that deeply allows it to be there. And the relationship is money wants to be in my world and it wants to support me and I allow it to. Yeah. I'm just like a moment. (laughs) I'm just sitting here, like just nodding. I'm just like, yeah, mind blown. I would love to like pivot the conversation to like a bit of like, integrity congruency and just like your riffs on that it's it's kind of tied to like the becoming an energetic match for something I think something I've really noticed in myself is when I've like cleaned up you know like if you say like the leaky things in my life I've like noticed like you know after that the the flow and effect from that has been things like if it's like lending a dream client if it's you know like a higher cash month, whatever it might be, um, from like cleaning up things where I like wasn't in integrity, I wasn't being congruent, I wasn't like being my word. I would love to hear your riff on this and potentially like your experiences because I know last year in particular for business, you fucking blew up. Like I would love to know if that had something to do with like the like integrity or like things that you, I guess, cleaned up or elevated um, in your business to land you in that. Where I'll take that is I like I do this work all the time in in my relationships, in my friendships, in just who I am. Like I want to make sure that I'm in how I see it, how I actually see it is it's more than just being an integrity. It's being an expander for others. To me, it doesn't feel in integrity to charge 25K for a coaching package and have a cooked money mindset and not take care of my health and have a cooked relationship, have a shitty sex life. I believe that when people are coming into your energetic field in close proximity, they're not just getting your coaching. Mm. They're not just getting your mentorship. They're not just getting one minute boxes. They're actually paying to be in your energetic field. Is your energetic field expansive? And this is from everything to how you, how do you lead yourself when something comes up for you and your business, right? How many mindset coaches are, are out there that got into mindset coaching and stopped working on their mindset? How many energetics coaches are, are there out there that like want, want dream clients to come into their world, but won't, won't meet their edges in investing in a coach themselves. It's, it's that like, it, it doesn't need to go any further than that. Like we need to entertain, like we need to be sure that we're not entertaining shit. That's actually going to like mean that if we're coaching a client and we've just had a fight with our best friend, cause they're like a bit of a shitty person and they can't hold us and all of the things. And we're actually on a coaching call and we're thinking about them. Like those are obvious leaks. Mm. Those are obvious leaks, but I, I, I take it into the micro of like, what is in your energetic field, mm. right? How do you lead yourself? And is it actually, and, and this is why I don't believe you get to get into the coaching industry and just coach and, and focus on your business if you're a business coach, right? I believe that people are, are paying to be in your world as a human. Are you, an, are you an actual expander? So when I'm doing things in my world, I'm not actually just thinking about me in that. I'm thinking about how am I leading myself in this that is going to affect my clients, mm-hmm. right? Whether it's on a conscious level or an unconscious level, but also it's like, I actually don't believe if you're not leading yourself in, in some level of integrity and congruence to who you say you're as a coach, how the fuck are you going to coach someone? 
right? The amount of things that have happened in my world that look like, oh, like this is a disaster and all of the things, my business is crumbling, whatever. And I led myself through it powerfully. And lo and behold, what happens? I have a client a couple of weeks later that needs to be held in that. How can you hold someone, right? If you're not an embodiment of your work, how can you hold someone if you're not teaching someone, like you're doing a training, right? But then you're regurgitating information. You're keeping it at this surface level. What will happen? People will come close proximity in your world, right? Or they won't come close proximity in your world because there'll be a bit of an energetic block of like, oh, I said I was that. But if you come closer, you might see I'm not. Mm. It's like, how can you're not going to feel confident and you're going to feel at capacity all day, every day, because you're trying to maintain that you're something rather than just fucking being it. Right. And there's that part that's really big and, and actually being an expander. And I'd say like, it's not necessarily like I don't even do this work so that money comes in. And so that it's like I do this work because it just wouldn't make sense for me to be a coach and not be my own client first and not lead myself in a powerful way first. Like it just wouldn't make sense. And I do believe that there'd be almost an unconscious block of like, don't come any closer. Like I said, because you think I'm this, but if you come closer, you might find out that I'm actually not this. So I've done a lot of work, I'd say, just in being an expander, in making sure that the way I'm leading myself and my life, I'm, I'm almost like just going back into like, is, is this being an expander for my clients? So when I'm an edge, when I'm investing in myself, right, I'm not just thinking about myself in that moment. I'm thinking about, am I being an expander in this moment? I'm thinking about, am I leading myself expansively, right? Not just so that my clients lead and, and, and my clients do the same. Like being an energetic match to get the thing is not the vibe. Being an energetic match because that's the standard you hold for yourself and you want to lead yourself in a powerful way, that's the vibe. And then I'd say on top of this, a lot of the work that I've done in like, because I know you asked on a, on a very business level and, and my business really growing and expanding last year, I'd say a lot of the work that I actually did on this was in client containers, in who I was as a coach, in actually concepts of self and, and really allowing myself to release attachment to maintaining a concept of self through a client container, Mm. right? Through numbers in my business, through how many people were coming into my world, through being the mind blowing coach. Like there's so much of that that plays out. And I'd say like, if you, if you haven't done that work, I wouldn't be surprised if you're at capacity as as a coach. So I'd say the reason that you know, one, people come into your world after you do that work. One, you've made safety. Like you're not fucking maintaining a concept of self anymore in the realm of like you can come closer because there's no imposter syndrome. Oh shit, you're going to find out I'm not actually that. Second to that, it's actually a capacity thing because nothing takes more energy than trying to be something, trying to maintain something, trying to maintain that you are something that is the biggest energy leak that there is. So I wouldn't even, I'd say like cleaning up friendships and shit, That it's kind of like, that's like the easy shit. I'd say looking at where you're actually maintaining a concept of self and using constructs in your life, whether that's high cash months, whether that's amount of clients that you have, whether that's the caliber of clients you have, whether that's how your clients are receiving you, you know, if they resign, when you're maintaining concept of, concepts of self and I'd say a sense of power, from constructs around you, especially in client dynamics, like that's the shit where your capacity, you don't have capacity to receive anymore in that moment. And, and it's funny that we're talking about capacity because it's like, it's such a broad topic, but as you can see, it, it plays out in different realms. And it's like, I think a lot of people there, they're 
that like asking all the time, what do I do? I need to sell differently. I need to speak to this thing differently. I'm like, my content's not good enough. I'm like, who are you behind the scenes? Who are you in your life? Are you an expander, right? Are you actually a living embodiment of, of what you coach, of, of being your own best client? Do you actually have fucking capacity to have more people come into your world or are you anxiously attached every time you go into Boxer? How am I being received? Are you anxiously attached second guessing? Oh, did they like that voice note? Oh, was that mind blowing? It's like, there's that piece. And I think that's the piece that moves the needle when you actually allow yourself to explore it. Yeah. Yeah. I remember at the very start of my business journey, I plugged into Boxer with you. I was like, oh, India, there's like no more clients moving into my world. And you're like, do you even have energetic capacity? I was like, no, <laughs> like I'm flat out working 10 hour them. days. Yeah. Like I actually don't have the capacity. I was entertaining shitty friendships. Like go clean that up to me and then like go clean that up and then come to me with like, then you can have like your whinge once you've like actually cleaned some shit up and like created some space and held like the energy for more than two days. Like <laughs> anywho. Well, there's that. Yeah. There's yeah, that. exactly. Um, with the conversation around imposter syndrome, I truly believe this, like if you're feeling like an imposter, you probably are. What's your experience with this? Or like, I would love you to just like riff quickly on like imposter syndrome. And I think it comes up for a lot of people moving into like the coaching industry or like new in business where it's like, there's an element of like, this is new. You've never done this before. You don't have any evidence. Like, of course, it's going to feel like an edge versus like, maybe you actually are an imposter and you're out of integrity in, in what you're speaking to. Yeah, well, I think I think that's the thing is like people get into this industry and they look at the they look at the things that are trending. They look at the mm. things. Oh, that's what that person wants to hear. Oh, I should do a course. I should do an offer on that. And it's like, actually, if you just stayed in your own lane, did what you're really good at, like went hard on that. Chances are you wouldn't feel like an imposter. But like people get into this space of like, oh, what I've embodied, what I'm in this place of like just so in my zone of genius, it's not enough. And I have to do all of this other stuff. Or that's not what people want. And it's like, I get into this space where I'm like, actually, like I've been in people's containers and and things like that, very high level people. And they're literally teaching like fucking basic personal development, but they're so confident in it. And they're teaching it from this place of conviction because they've embodied it at such a deep level that the way that they speak about it, it's just like, it comes through you and it activates you. And I think that's what happens is like, yeah, there's the piece around being out of integrity. And and like, that's where we go into the thing of like, you became a mindset coach. Are you doing your mindset work? Like you became a health and nutrition coach. Like were you at Macca's last night? Like there's that piece. There's that's the very obvious piece. But I also think it's like the conversation gets to come into this place of like, you also just get to, you get to be micro. When you first come into this realm, you actually just get to stay in your own fucking lane and do the things you're really embodied in. And I'd say you don't even ever have to come out of that place if you don't want to. Like, yeah, keep working on yourself, evolve, expand. But just like I said, I've been in some high-level mentors, like, worlds, and I'm like, fuck, this is basic, and fuck, it's good, because it's coming from the deepest level of, like I said, embodiment and the conviction that comes through that. They're not speaking powerfully. They're speaking from a place of like, they don't have to craft what they're speaking. They're just speaking because it's literally, a, it's their life, right? And and the best people in this industry, you'll get in their world and you'll see it. They're not, they're not teaching you something you can learn on Google. Mm. They're not teaching you something that you could learn in a book. They're storytelling. They're sharing their own experience. They're sharing their own mindset and perspectives. And I think people get into this place and I certainly was there that like they'll put out a course on something 
and they'll try and do all of this like crazy weird shit where they like put everything in the kitchen sink in it and they're doing like scientific explanations and like trying to do like all of this junk that just doesn't matter instead of being like, this is my version of that. This is how I do that. This is my process of that. And and seeing themselves as valuable enough humans to not try and be something they're not to be powerful and valuable in this industry. Mm, I love that. And it's something I've really integrated like in the past few months in business. I always thought that like, if I'm teaching on something, this is like my university brain. Like I needed to have like a PowerPoint and then a 10 step process. Like you try and make it deeper than it needs to be where it's like, how can I actually just leverage that this is really fucking easy for me and it gets to be for my audience when it comes from me because there's all of these other sources that are making, for example, manifestation 10 layers deep and then you've got to do the thing and then say the affirmation and then change your vision board when you're like, no, just like do the fucking thing and like take the the aligned steps and like the aligned action to get yourself there. Like it doesn't need to be deep and everyone try and tries to make personal development your business like so freaking deep and I think like even seeing your growth last year like it just got to be easy for you like and it like obviously there's like the the element of that where it's like of course you like went through like things that you navigated behind the scenes I'm sure but it does just get to be easy and I think that's like such a good key message to leave everyone with like at the end of this episode is like you don't have to make things 10 layers deep and you also don't have to do it a way that someone else did because it worked for them. 100% babe. It's like uh, people pay me because it's easy. And so if I needed to maintain a concept of self that I was intelligent or that I was smart or to take you on a framework, what am I doing? I'm wasting people's time. I'm wasting people's energy. I want to, I, I want efficiency. I want to move fast in my business. If I get to be on a training where we're going deep for like 45 minutes and we're just going like ham on the thing, I'd probably pay like more money than to be on a program where it's like 16 modules, you go for like two hours, then they make you do a hypnosis, then they make you do a meditation, then they make you do a 17 step journaling process. It's like that shit to me, I I don't fucking have time for that. And neither do the big people in this world that just want to be expanded by a fucking conversation. Right. And I think like, this is, this is where I, I, I'd say, like, I, I did a post about this today of like, People aren't paying for frameworks anymore. They're not paying to learn a certain thing. We can learn that from free content. People are very, very generous with their free content at the moment. We don't need all of the junk. I want to know how you do something. I want to know how you did it. I want to know the mindset you did it with. I want you to storytell. I want to be in a transmission of something that's so powerful. And and that was that was who I was as a buyer. And, and that's who I started seeing. I, I just want to be in expansive conversations. Interesting. Maybe I'm just the one that's having expansive conversations. Maybe I'm just the one that's like letting things be simple. And, and yes, did I have to work on the, the parts that like wanted to break down, like being the fucking like cool one and, and being the one that had the mind blowing and the framework that blows your mind. It's like, and I actually just want to have a really powerful, simple conversation because that's also the, also the energy that I want to do business in, like you just said. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I think like when I first moved into business, it was like, if I, for for example, found a program, I'm like, what's included? Oh, there's workbooks. There's this, like, because I also wanted to like convince myself that I was doing the work. So then if like, also if it didn't work, I could project onto like, fuck India's framework didn't work. You know, it's like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have to take responsibility for the part of me that wasn't actually just doing the thing. Um, it's like, oh yeah, I'm like doing all the work and like, but it's like, you're not doing the actual thing you need to do. You're just getting like, caught up in all of the fluff really right and that's the thing and I love that you brought it to there because like we started this conversation with the integrity and congruency piece and like 
I think there is a danger in in people getting into this industry and trying to be the one that makes this this mind blowing thing that's like a fucking university like course or like a certification in a in a group program. And it's like you got to be really discerning if you're just pulling shit out of thin air. Like like I was saying about receiving before, if someone's going really deep into a program on receiving and they're telling you, you have all these energetic blocks. It's a good chance you don't have all these energetic blocks. You just need to expand your capacity to receive a little bit more. So it, the conversation, it does come into this place of almost like a dangerous level that I think people can project limitation onto people in order to manifest. You have to meditate for f- fucking 20 minutes every day. It's like that to me, that, that's extremely limiting and we've got to be really discerning. And I think this is why it's so valuable to come into this place of letting it be simple, letting it be a conversation because a lot of the time, what are people doing when they're trying to maintain concept of selves in offers and programs? You're actually projecting limitation. Just like you said, I haven't done the work unless I've showed up to this extensive course that's all of these things. Like I haven't I haven't personally found evidence that like my work is is done in a I say this all the time, my money mindset work, my my business work is not done in a journal. It's done in who I be all day. So if I get to plug into a conversation that expands who I be all day, that's perfect. And, and coaches actually get to do that now. We don't have to do the professor fucking like try and be Joe Dispenza when we're really just like a little coach who's killing it and, and sharing our experience and teaching other people the way that we did it. Exactly. And at the end of the day, we're all just humans. And I think being totally. especially if I, a part of um, Flick's mastermind at the moment, I'm like, oh, like I fully just dissolved the thing that like everyone's just not human. Like, and I think that kind of almost ties into having like big money I'm like they're not human like this is bullshit but like everyone is just human just like doing incredible things and just working on themselves and like choosing to show up and just like be their fucking word and yeah Mm -hmm. this we could go on for ages but I'm mindful of time thank you so much for coming on today I really appreciate it I just know how fucking incredible this conversation is going to be for everyone that's tuning in um I would love just to if anyone wants to find you on socials to get in like your world how would they go about doing that yeah Instagram is my jam like I just Instagram is you'll see me all day every day I show up in that place it's just my home so if you want to come and follow along or like be in my world like that's the place that you go yeah and it's india vine is the (laughs) amazing amazing thank you so much i will end it here um i will catch everyone in next fortnight's episode um but thank you so much for tuning into today's episode Uh